Whoa, you're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcast Matrix. What is the podcastmatrix.com? Star Wars fandom is a strange one to be sure. Whether it's in the movies, the upcoming television series, or any of the 20 different projects that are slated to arrive just in 2019, the realm that fans can get involved in is immense, growing, and squarely in the crosshairs of two guys talking Star Wars. Join us as we run quickly through what's to come in the next year, and tell us what you're behind, what you wonder is just a cash grab, and what's really going to be great. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. I'm Chris DiGiuseppe, another host. And I'm Pat Doring, another host. What a really interesting cast we have here to talk about a great number of projects. First, some quick housekeeping. Curious Goods. Pat, do you remember a series in the 1980s called Friday the 13th, The Series? Oh, yes, I do, actually, yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. What do you remember of it? The name. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember. I watched it, but I really can't recall much of it. Sure. Everyone remembers... Like Twilighty Zone kind of a thing. Very, very much so. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you remember... I don't remember it. I remember reviewing that, or you did a review on that, so I kind of remember okay. a little bit of that. But no, I never watched the series. So Chris's perspective is completely clouded, so we'll forget Chris today. Correct. <laughs> Bottom line, Friday the 13th, everybody's got a concept when I say the words Friday the 13th. Very often it turns into some dude wearing a hockey mask, chasing half-naked teenagers throughout a woods someplace with a giant knife. Right. That's not what Friday the 13th, the series, was at all. No. What it was was a series that focused on cursed antiques that were eventually sold off by the original owner of the antique store. And then the stories and adventures of the recovery of those objects was Friday the 13th, the series. The name of the store that they owned was the Curious Goods Antique Shop. And so the Curious Goods podcast reviews each and every episode of that cult classic 1980s series i invite all of you to go and check that out over at curiousgoodspodcast.com say hello to mike and nick there it's a it's a great program lots of nostalgia and i think you have a lot of fun with it an upcoming interview i have absolute honor to be tethered to joe caroni who is an illustrator for lots and lots of different stuff but most importantly star wars comic books we're going to try and get him on and talk about i think a lot of the projects that we're going to focus on inside the spotlight today and uh, he's not only very talented but he has a really great relationship with fans and i think everybody's going to enjoy that interview look for that soon guys let's get to this mega list of 20 different Star Wars projects confirmed for this year, 2019. A new television series, the Rogue One spinoff. All right, we reviewed Rogue One, and I I think of the ones that we reviewed, it was one of the more interesting right, yeah. reviews because it was top, of right? it's probably yeah it was it was just newness enough with some stuff we'd never seen. Top new movie we've reviewed. Right? I, I, I think I would agree. <laughs> Other with than that. the first three. 
first three. Oh well, yeah, the fr- and I think the first three classics are biased. Let's right, find right. the Star Wars fan that hates the first three. Right. Yeah. Rogue One was really special, I think, because it took us back to a land that we loved, but then right before that. Right. And then gave us that connective tissue between the prequels and what you see inside of the classic three really uh, the classic well trilogy. Done. Yeah, really, really great. Well, there's a television series coming up that's going to focus on our ever-favorite murderer and leader of that band of Rogue One folks, Mm -hmm. Cassian Andor. Very interesting. Chris, tell us your thoughts about this character and where it can go. And why not? I mean, I think the the character did so well in the movie. Why wouldn't you make a TV series off off of this? I think that uh, they've collected enough fans. They've got enough interest. They've got enough people looking at this. Yeah. I think that that would work. I Are think we that- just going to see something that amounts to a downward spiral for a character? Because we know, one, we know how the character ends. Mm-hmm. Two, we know that at the front end of Rogue One, he gets to a point to be a character where I think the three of us universally didn't like him. Right. We did it right. He, I think that he was he was somewhat of a, a bad guy uh, in the sense that uh, we talk about morals and ethics. And, yeah, he has the scene where he murders the guy to keep him stuff. However, sometimes I think that there's something to be said for the history. How how did he evolve? How did how did that character come about? And those are the things that interest me. So if they dive into that, that might be something that I'd watch. Yeah, Pat, are you watching this series when it comes uh, out or what? I'd be interested in it and like a, a, just looking to see where it would go. But then are they going to have the droid in it? You know, was it K2SO, I believe? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of interesting because I thought he was a good part of the movie. Interesting. Do you think they can pull off that with a television series budget at this point? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be pretty tough. But I, I mean, know if, that if they want it to be successful, I think they're going to have to. Oh, I think I can't imagine that they can't. I also wonder if they're going to get Alan Tudyk to come back and do the voice for K two S O, or maybe even just have an episode that's dedicated or a series of mini episodes that are clapped together as one of him meeting him. Mm-hmm. That is a prelude to the actual movie right. or something. Mm-hmm. There has to be something there. Again, the the I think the value that can be brought to Star Wars is the connective tissue that can be built that then constructs this larger tapestry that connects to the things that have already been out. Right. Very interesting. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a video game. Star Wars has been pretty successful in their gaming. Especially lately, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And very rich storytelling through mm-hmm. their gaming mm-hmm. so there's a lot of you know behind the scenes things that you you can discover through their video games i think that this may be in line with all the rest yeah pat you're the resident video star wars video game guy are you on this or what yeah i mean to me what it looks like it's something more of like the force unleashed ones not more of the battle because mm-hmm. battlefront let's be honest is more of like a call of duty star wars yeah right if you think about it first Player person shooter player, right. blah. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. like the force unleashed the mm-hmm. um, original republic the Republic the old, game, Old Republic old games. Old Republic or those are more Knights way, of the Old Republic. Yeah, those are way more yeah. story-driven. Do, do you remember the Dark Forces games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about yeah. those inside of our other reviews. and right. the, Those are ones that I really liked because they were able to take a, a right. piece of the first-person adventure mm-hmm. and then loop that in with the first-person shooter aspects of it. I really like those well, you, games If you've a never lot. played the Knights of the Old Republic, they had a really rich plot, I think, right. Pat. Char- right? Character, character development. Like, yeah, yeah Revan and Malak. Excellent characters. Those characters would be something I'd like to see come back in a series or a movie. Right. The Clone Wars, Season 7. Another addition to the television landscape for Star Wars. Did, did you guys know that Clone Wars was coming back? No. No, I, I didn't watch the first. I, I you know I've got to catch up on Clone Wars. I haven't watched and, the first. And ones. I kind of wonder, just because I know Disney's trying to come out with their own kind of Netflixy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is this is this what they're trying to do of bringing back? 
because as far as I knew, this was canceled. And they came up with another offshoot cartoon that they were working on. So is this them trying to make more content for their new basically channel they're coming out mm. with or is there something more because I, I hadn't even thought of that that's what, what I, I mean that's what this kind of let me to me let yeah. me ask you too you two have watched the series right i've only watched the first season of the first series season. so i've watched the first season and a couple it's probably hit and miss different so seasons i've i've and, seen maybe one or two episodes but let me ask you this since you guys have watched more is there enough content to go further with yes Oh, is yeah. there? Okay. Oh yeah, it was okay. pretty. It was pretty one of, deep. Well, one one of the uh, I've already used the word tapestry inside this review, but that's mm-hmm. really what we're looking at in regard to everything Star Wars. And it's a matter of them latching onto stuff that has legs, mm-hmm. but that also has fan legs. Mm-hmm. And that we're going to talk a lot about that as we go through a lot of the comic stuff that we're going to get into inside this listing too, mm-hmm. because it really is about uh, as much as I want to jump on board the it's just a cash cow. Time to make more cash landscape to go cash in, cash, cash, cash. Right. As much as I want to jump aboard that bus, I can't. Because somewhere there's got to be quality. At some point, you can't just have, or at least in my opinion, you can't just have this thing that it has a Star Wars logo on it and expect everybody to take it in. We already did that with the right. last feature film. Right, right. And it, it did not do what it was supposed to. Right. No. Or, in fact, the last and two feature Solo. films. Solo, yeah, yeah. Solo was... Well, and in Solo, I actually... I liked a lot of Solo. It I did as film, well. The film before that, right. I didn't like. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, I the think... The Last Jedi yeah. was, just, I thought, was just not... As a, as a nostalgic Star Wars fan, it just did not resonate with Right. Me. And I think, though, that Solo also suffers from, okay, we need something else that we can slap a logo on, yes. Right. We need a story that everybody's endeared to, the yes. the spawn of Solo, right. duh. Right. It's, a, it's an absolute piece of history that they can throw into the tapestry and people are going to latch on to, check. Right. And, and that's what scares me is when they start making things that need to just be checkboxes to slap the logo on, have fan adornment, and that it makes sense. Well, And if, that, if that's all they're going to do, though, I'm not interested because what right. I want added on and, onto is some quality. Right, absolutely. There has to be a quality control check inside of all of it or we're lost. And, and that's my concern also. There's, what, 20 different pieces you have here mm-hmm. that are— It's why we're is, running through is, them all. Is this yeah. an experiment just to see what fans are going to be attracted to? And then base the next films on what's popular or what's not popular. Because yeah. if that's the case, I think fans get turned off if you throw too many uh, different avenues. Yeah. Well, and you're talking about avenues. It's a perfect segue next to Vader Immortal, a virtual reality series. This is really interesting because I can remember when we had 24 Legacy come out now, geez, a couple of years ago now. Right, right. When 24 Legacy came out, the very first episode or launch or episode thing, Mm -hmm. well, that was done just so members of the Sprint Network could go and watch it. And if you had the appropriate devices, you could watch it in 3D, meaning you could look around the entire landscape as it was being shot and do whatever you want inside of it. And that's very, very cool. Well, mm-hmm. this looks like to be exactly the same style thing. Yeah. I don't think it's grafted to any particular network in general. I mean, they'd be crazy, too. But it looks like, again, it's going to be the, the Oculus devices that you can now buy for, right. I think, 60 to 80 bucks. Yeah. Right. And have this augment thing that gives you the opportunity to step into virtual reality. And that's exactly what this looks like. Right. I've seen some other things inside of the same VR landscape where it's it's not laser swords, it's not light beam rapiers, but it's somebody's holding what looks like a sword and mm-hmm. it's lit and they're they're ching 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 right. with each other. 
And so it works, especially inside of something that's virtual, right? Because you can, as long as you've got an open space, you can swing as hard and as long as you want. It should be really cool to see. And if if this is popular, I'd say we see a lot more yeah, of these more series go, go yeah. this way. Things, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the neat part is that it can. The, the the way that CGI has now worked itself into and conveyed itself, mm-hmm. you can do it. I'm right. super excited to see what they're going to offer in regard to this. Me too. The Mandalorian, another Star Wars television series. This one has probably been what's been most on my radar in yeah. regard to yeah. what's coming next. Yep. Not so much because of Mandalorian, which for those that aren't Star Wars fans, in fact, if you're only a, a casual Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. you probably don't know what the yeah, word Mandalorian right. means. Right. Yeah. For those that are not initiated at all, what I equate it to is, of course, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Everything that is Boba Fett, right. Jango Fett. And the entire army. Mm-hmm. It's much deeper than that, too, though. It's a, it's a deep culture. Uh, when you go back into the books, mm-hmm. you know, it goes back all the way to uh, Mandalore, and there's stories about uh, how they came about mm-hmm. and the uh, different customs and such, which is really, really interesting. And that's why this intrigues me. Yeah. I'd like to know more about that. The other component I think that's really cool is that it's the warrior spirit and the right. clan Right. Bunching right. Right. that the Klingons benefited from inside of the Star Trek universe. Right. And I think that they can glom onto a lot of that, push all of the Star Wars or the not yet seen Star Wars right. culture clash and have some really great storytelling inside of it. Yeah. Uh, the topper on it for me, the cherry on top is John Favreau is right mm-hmm. in the center of all mm-hmm. of it. And for those that have forgotten who John Favreau is. Oh, that's the guy that made that little tiny movie called Iron Man back right. in 2008. Mm-hmm. The Good. Viking, the Vikings of uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Episode 9. I know that the name has been bandied about, but I have I don't think it's been official. Not yet. paid not attention to it intentionally. And to give people that are listening a quick little stream about the three of us, I am the no spoiler. I shan't partake inside of anything except the first trailer of anything, mm-hmm. and then I, I I disconnect from the internet. Pretty much, I try to do it too. Yeah, Chris, I I think you're just too busy, and you don't you don't imbibe because you can't. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if I come across it, I come across it. If it ruins the movie, so be it. <laughs> but, well, then, uh, Pat, I thought you were way more spoilerific oh, than no, I am. I try really? Not, yeah. Okay. Especially any Star Wars, Marvel. I try, oh, I did not I, know I, that. I watched like, the, okay. the first release trailer, and then I try not to. Now you're going to get some of it, but I anything I I run I in and I try Facebook to show Pat the trailers, <laughs> yeah, and he gets all upset. It, yeah. <laughs> Start throwing things, getting it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just ruins. In my opinion, oh, it, it does. just ruins it for it you. It does. They the, almost get too much information. Then you almost know the entire content of the movie. You're like, the, why even go to the movie? Uh, there's no question in my mind. I, we, we've talked about this, I think, inside of every property I've ever worked on in regard to podcasting. And there has to be some suspense. There has to be right. something you don't know is going right, to happen. Right. right. Uh, even if you know, hey, it's the story of Han Solo becoming Han Solo. Okay. But don't show me the middle of the Kessel Run. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but going 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 into this movie, Mike, what are they going to have to do coming off that last movie? I I, I don't know. I mean, that's that yeah, that right there is the big Are you asking me as what they have to do in regard to and, making a up a lot for yes. fans? Yes, oh, that's gonna be tough. I, what I do want to do though, before December, we are going to get back to movie reviews so that we okay. can go back and look at Last Jedi. There's a number of guests I want to bring in to talk about it from a variety of different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Everything from they were right on board, loved everything that they saw, mm-hmm. to the other side that unfortunately, as I think the vast majority of people that are Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. Very interesting. I can't wait to know more, but just enough so that it's veiled. Right. I only want to know how, like, if I could look at the, like, I know what a Lego block looks like, and I know that the other Lego blocks look like that Lego block, but I want to know the color of this Lego block. You I just want I mean? to know some direction. How are we going to fix this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have in store? Comics galore are up next. The first one in the listing, though, is Obi-Wan, number one. Now, I am not a comic book collector of any stretch, especially for Star Wars. Uh, my comic book collecting ended in 1995, mm-hmm. the day I had to choose between my fat stack of comics and my rent. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, thankfully, my wife and I chose our rent. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, however, there are comic books, and there are comic book fans all over the place, oh, yeah. and many of them are Star Wars fans. Well, and the cool thing now is they have all these apps now. If you have Comicology, I think mm. it's called. That mm-hmm. basically you can go on there. Comicology, and, yeah, right? Comicology, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have all this stuff on there, and some of it's actually free content too. Yeah, well, and a so, lot of times they'll give you a taste of it especially too. Especially like number one issues, mm-hmm. they'll try and give you like a little preview of, hey, you know, this is number one issue, read yeah. it, and if you like it, then that's when they. Kind and you know of what suck it is? In. It is really comfortable to read. Right. It's not. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel alien. Yeah. What I also do like, especially as a now aging older man, Zoom, I like the, the pitching and zooming. Panel by panel, yeah. by panel super, and then full screen panel yeah. by panel. Yeah, and it's it's really nice. I do enjoy that a lot. That's good stuff. Uh, Obi-Wan, the first comic is coming. I'm eager to see where they take us. I, I think when we did the preview and the prelude for this episode, Pat referred to specifically that this feels like a giant shotgun blast to see what's going to stick. Are you still in that boat? Yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of wondering. I mean, I think they've gotten so much negative hits from the last two movies that I'm, I'm, are they trying to drum up anything? I think that's what it almost seems like. They're just trying to pump us with everything, yeah. getting maybe getting people out there to be excited again. I don't right. know to don't see know. where yeah to see where everyone's well, interest yeah. lies after being scattered from the last film. I think this is interesting too, though, and I think that's a uh, a, a good character to uh, concentrate on. I know that there was a book out. And I'm trying to remember. I believe that the book was uh, it was before A New Hope, mm-hmm. the timeline after the uh, what was the third movie chronologically? The third prequel, so Revenge of the Sith. Of the okay, Sith, so yeah. bef- after Revenge of the Sith, before New Hope, before A New Hope, so basically on the- and, and it and was when it was Rogue Winnie, One. Yeah. and it was basically the story of taking Luke Skywalker, you know, dropping him off on the on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and the story of what happened with. Obi-Wan during that time before A New Hope came about. And it was actually really interesting. It was interesting. a good book. Yeah. Well, see, I, I think that's something I could go back to. In fact, there's there's always been discussion of an Obi-Wan movie very much like there was yeah, with the solo lot, movies. There's a lot of time span in there that's oh, just, yeah. just kind of lost if you really think about it. Sure, but, you go from, I think, if not I'm not mistaken, the actual age that Ewan McGregor now is right. to when you get to see him inside of the the original Star Wars film. So a span of 40 or so years. And that I think that would be a very interesting movie and one that people would come and see. Maybe that's what this comic book will focus on. Star Wars Age of Republic, Django Fett, number one. This is where I got to jump onto Chris's not bandwagon and go, yeah, okay, no. everybody in this crowd of Star Wars fans. Right. Who loves your Django Fett? Yeah. I'm yeah, how much close. do you know about right. Django Fett? What right. is there really? He was the guy that was cloned. Right. I mean, it's Boba Fett's father, father right. and Well, not father. He's just a clone. He's just his clone. clone. So yeah. Right. 
close a clone clone <clears throat> thur i don't know and how much did he him? really have to do with the first six movies i mean it, i don't know, I don't know. I, I, again i i understand the the <clears throat> like of him Oh, you know what it is? It's got to be the the tether to what's going on in Mandalorian. That's got to be. Could it. be. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe it could maybe be, and that might work. Story, you know, maybe that, that might work. Uh, maybe walking alongside the stories that are going to go on inside of Mandalorian. Mandalorian, maybe that's yeah, Mandalorian, maybe that's and it. then into into the uh, cloning. Interesting. Star Wars Resistance season one finale episodes twelve through fourteen. Is that an I know nothing yeah, not about Star Wars Resistance. Neither. I don't think I've even watched. Looks maybe animated to a younger crowd, perhaps. I don't know. I've seen a lot of manga that's not. It's animated, but I would never show it to a kid. Yeah, I'm not right. sure what okay. this is. But. So, anyway, it's coming, and that's actually our first call to the audience. If you guys know anything about Star Wars Resistance, be sure to let us know what you know. I'll go over to twoguystalkingstarwars.com, click anywhere on the right-hand side of the page, fill out the quick web form, and tell us what you think. Star Wars Age of Republic, special number one. Again, another jumping, twisting, looping, yeah. right cross into comic bookdom. Kind of a, kind of mm-hmm. a broad category there. Yeah. Broad category, but it's got Mace Windu on the cover yeah. and... Uh, yeah, historical. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to see a movie or something going into the past of Mace yeah, Windu. Something I haven't. And I, again, I do this intentionally. I can remember that the Game of Thrones directors had gotten a series of movies shoved in their, or at least one of the movies shoved in their face. Mm-hmm. And so, if all of that is going to be a tie back to something like this, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't we'll know. Again, to, we'll I get I, I get straight into Chris's it's concept almost, of it's what are we doing. It's almost too much for you to process. Yeah, there's too I mean, many. You're, there's just too many options. Too yeah. much to process. The comics so are something I'm to... never going to go back to and go. Wait a second, right. I got to get in my 300 comics before I go see the next film. And I'm yeah. kind of I'm not going to do that. The, the other person on the cover though, too. Do we really need any more Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> I mean, really? Oh is, yeah. Is Absolutely. there really that demand that we need? Let's let's get Jar Jar's backstory because that's really what I really want. Well, sure. The, <laughs> the, come on, really? The Gungan tradition? Is it a Gungan? Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Yeah. yes <laughs> With uh, I mean, you know, the backstory, the yeah. uh, culture, the no. underwater culture. No. That's all you, Pat. Nope. Doctor Afra. No idea. And Star Wars Doctor. Oh, a couple of Doctor Afra comics. No, I'm completely I, unfamiliar with yeah, the line. Yep, I don't know who that is. I know is. nothing about them. Female Indiana Jones is what the reference is. Yeah, um, with the goggles, and then it looks like, like a Wookiee. Yeah, maybe sure. maybe a relative. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of strange. Forces of Destiny, Sinistory, and Strength and Hope, Sinistory. These are very interesting because the style is completely different than anything we've ever seen. It's it's very much a, a big eye animated look. Yeah. Well, and read see read what that says. One of the biggest criticisms of the original Star Wars film was lack of underdeveloped female characters, thus bringing about the rise of a new generation of heroines. Is that is that true? Oh, I thought I, I thought Princess Leia, Leia was, was a, a fairly, dominant especially character for the time uh, period. I yeah, mean, she wasn't the I'm a hopeless princess. No, she definitely wasn't hopeless. She yeah. survived the last I mean, movie. I'm not sure where they right. got that from. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and again, it looks like another property that's made because someone thought it needed to be made rather than somebody wanted it. I guess. I don't know. Very strange. Anakin Skywalker, number one. 
I, I, I thought we did this with the first three films. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of concentration. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys. On the uh, the animated uh, series, wasn't he a oh, he's like prominent character yeah. yes. in the sure animated series? I, I, again, so is, I mean, what else do we have to right. write about? Every, every character has a start. Every character has a, a mid take, and then every character has an end. Mm-hmm. And in Star Wars, we benefit from that. There's actually legend right. that can continue after. Uh-huh. that can then, and they've done this several times, and I think successfully, where they can take the legend and then wrap it back around into what became the prequels to work even thicker. Uh-huh. And they've done that a couple of times. Uh-huh. What is this going to do for us, though? I don't know. I, I, sure. I don't understand. Count Dooku, number one. So now, I didn't mind Dooku, uh, and he was an this, old dude. Yeah, this yeah. might be interesting if they actually d- dive into the... More, I would actually like to know a little bit more backstory on yeah, him. Yeah, I would to, too. Know, what happened? How did he fall? I mean, because he used to be a Jedi, now yeah. he's not. I mean, that could be a little bit more interesting. Yeah, the woo, the woo of the dark side, I think, is an incredibly endearing story because yeah. I think everybody yeah. has a choice. Right. Whether you're going to lean towards the light or lean towards the dark, and he jumps in with both feet at some that, point. That might be. I just wonder if they established him enough as a prominent character. A lot of these characters are taken are not prominent characters. I agree with that. Although Dooku, I, I, again, I'm under the impression that at some point he was an apprentice of mm-hmm. Qui Gon, uh, correct? Yoda. Yeah, well, Yoda. of a variety of people. Yeah, I think, yeah. Right? I mean, oh, I was Qui Gon? I thought Doom too. Maybe I, I can't remember. No, I thought he was Yoda's apprentice, but I could be wrong. When they had that debate or that uh, Master Yoda, that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, but I'm also the, under the impression that at some point he had to get some skill set underneath the Emperor. Yeah, sure. Because. Yeah. How do you become so skilled at being dark side guy? Right. Yeah. right? Well, no. I would think so. I mean, I don't know. He wasn't. The oh. lo- looking back at the timeline, he wasn't under. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Pat, going back into the books, you know, when we look at uh, you look at the Emperor Darth Sidious, who was trained by Darth Plagueis. Where does yeah? Where does Dooku fall oh, into that chronological? After, I'm time assuming frame. we're going to find out with this. Well, after, um... <laughs> you got to go back. And there was always yeah, the yeah. what was it the rule of two? There was always well, one master, one a, apprentice. There's a gap between the first and third movies, you know. So yeah. maybe that's him. True. The gap, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm 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 curious. <clears throat> I'm, I'll put that in the curious category. The Queen's Shadow, a new book that looks like Amidala is going to be the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, to the crowd of manic Star Wars people, would everyone raise your hand and let us know who'd like to see more information about Amidala's past? Yeah, I'm not sure. We already know that Star Wars has had a severe underrepresentation of females in past films. The company is looking to make amends with new storytelling. So once again, they've they've gone back saying that there's not enough female representation. I, you know, I can tell you that I uh, there was a book on Leia. It was called Bloodline, mm-hmm. Bloodlines, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was great. We're gonna have to go back. <clears throat> I think that might be a really good episode for us. One that we could do in this quick charge fashion mm-hmm. too where we go back and we look at the female characters of star wars yeah. right because i i have a very i have a thick feeling that things that are conjured like this yeah are being made on absolutely no I proof th- whatsoever no i don't th- i don't well, think I mean, so Rogue either one that was the main character the female <laughs> right character. I'm, I'm well and maybe they were this. talking about know. the first films you know they said going back to the first still, films and things like that but <laughs> i mean you know like you look the main at characters well, and you look at um mon mothma mm-hmm Absolutely leader, regal and in the charge. Leader right. yeah. of, of the rebellion. The rebellion. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> I don't and, get it. And, I don't get and it. Rich 
characterization. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another one where we could. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely certain we could bring in a series of guests to just talk for a few minutes to talk about how prolific female presence yeah. are yeah. inside of the heroine listing inside of Star sure, Wars. Right. We'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll schedule that one too. Padme Amidala number one. So the fir- the one before that was the book, the book, and then this is the right. comic, right? I don't know that it's a one to one like that, but it's telling tales of the same s- the same person. I got gotcha. you. I'm assuming that the book can go much much more in depth than you can in say a 30 page comic book. Right. Right. So we'll we'll see what happens. I just again it right, yeah. it feels like this is being brought out front and center because boobies. And I don't think that that's fair. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I don't. I don't know why the. It. It seems like there's a theme when we read through this, especially some of these, uh, some of these endeavors. That is, hey, we haven't highlighted our female care. We don't have strong enough female characters through our movies. And as a fan, I disagree with that. I don't agree with that. I think that they have had strong female characters. You know, you know what movies. this reminds me of, and I'm almost certain that uh, several of our guests that we'll have will say something akin to it. It's very much like, you know, I'd like to see the line for action figures that are women. Mm-hmm. Right. And the answer is there isn't one. There there are no lines. No. And the characters that have been made for the supposed lines of characters that needed to be figures to provide a more uh, a stronger female presence... They didn't exist, and so they rotted on shelves. Right. And that's what this feels like. And so instead of it being figures, I think we're going to look at a big stack of comic books that will have very short runs and not sell well. Well, right. I mean, if the, I, if the figures are any indication, that's exactly what's going to happen right, here. Right. And I don't get how just three jerkwater Star Wars guys can think that and someone in the in the mouse house doesn't? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Not with not with all those dollars they have for marketing and research and so on and so forth. I, I, I don't understand it either. Yeah, I don't get that. Vader, Dark Visions, number one through five. So it looks like maybe a short edition comic book series, right. which if you ask me are the way I would like to read a comic right. book series. Yeah. What I really will enjoy is having just the one through five inside of a trade paperback yeah. that I can read through all five of them and have them all done and under my belt and hand them off to Pat so he can keep them forever. Right. I think it's going to get some looks. Yeah. Well, like I said, they had the they had the recently just had the Vader comic. I think it's coming to an end or already ended, but I think it got a lot of a lot of fanfare and a lot of yeah. good um, well, reviews. And, and I think that it would. I think they have intentionally left pieces of Darth Vader's past open to interpretation slash right. storytelling right. Right. because they can. They know right. it's a if they have to go back to cash cows, Darth Vader is in particular oh, a giant cash cow. Absolutely. Graphic novel adaptations of The Empire Strikes Back and Solo. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. That's you know, how many? Not, I don't know. I, I don't either, but are we all under the impression that there was not already a graphic novel say, adaptation have, of Empire one. Strikes Back? I think I have the original Empire Strikes Back one. It was actually a fairly large one. Yeah. I saw the movie. I don't need to read the yeah, book. I yeah, I, I don't understand this. And, I, you know, I think this is something we'll have to ask Joe Caroni specifically about. Yeah. Because he probably has knowledge, if not a hand in drawing, something in regard to it. But maybe that's why, is because it needs to be drawn by a newer band of people yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, especially as a collector, if I already had something, something like this would just demean the value of the stuff I already have. Well, and if you, if you look at what they have outlined there, though, it says that uh, perfect for younglings and long-term fans alike. So maybe they're trying to reach out to uh, a certain uh, age demographic. 
on that. I don't yeah, know. and on the front they have big old sloppy kiss of Leia and Han. Right. Okay. Right. I, I'm not saying that I get it. they'll be successful at it. <laughs> I'm just saying I think maybe that's what they're trying to do. I don't know. General Grievous, number one, the comic. With Pat Doring as the first person in line to buy one, right? Yeah, no, that's, again, I'm not real sure why we're, I don't know. (laughs) I don't either. I I think that General Grievous is a very interesting character and that he is is essentially an alien in a robot body because he had to be to survive. A comic series. A comic series, really? Enough just to make the movie a little bit more interesting, I guess. That's about all I kind of felt about (laughs) it. Yeah, it was another another boss to beat inside inside the Star Wars video game. I don't, I, I don't understand that. And again, the only thing I can think is that maybe a tie some through in the vein of the television series. I don't know. I mean, it would have would have been better with a, uh, I don't know, Jabba the Hutt cartel series or something like that. That was uh, that's just I you and you, your crime more, wannabe. Right, yeah. <laughs> more you just a, want to arrest more of Jabba. A, more, more of a prolific uh, <laughs> bad guy. I don't know. <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn, a Star Wars Rebels Sinistory, and Ahsoka, a Star Wars Rebellion Sinistory. Anything with Grand Admiral Thrawn has got the thumbs up for me. Because oh, yeah. the the book series, Heir to the Empire, mm-hmm. by Timothy Zahn, yeah. was outstanding. And that's what baffles me with Disney and Star Wars. If you're going to go after something, why don't you go after something that's been tested? That book was... Uh, mega bestseller it was uh you know i've read somewhere that it was touted that it's one of the things that brought star wars fans back Mm. and if you're gonna make a a movie or a tv series take a real hard look at that i mean there's so much content in these books what was the window on that again where is that set that is set right after the return of the jedi when the empire has fallen Mm -hmm. and it's in uh it's it's disintegrating but there is uh, one leader out there, Grand Admiral Thrawn, that's still kind of the face of the Empire. And uh, the writing and uh, storytelling and pacing is just brilliant, in <laughs> my opinion. Yeah, and he was another another villain that actually could hold water. You Absolutely. Know, Vader-like, where you're not going to, oh, it's General Grievous. And, know? I mean, a lot of, de- <laughs> yeah, that, no. He actually had a lot of, a lot of depth. story to it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know info. what I love most is that the two cops in the room are the ones that are pimping the bad guy. I dig that. I mean, it, it, I dig that because was, it's good storytelling, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. It was really good. That that is something I'll have to definitely look up. And then Ahsoka. What? What are you guys familiar with Ahsoka? Just from the the cartoon, but okay, I mean, as I, much I could see a little bit into it. I mean, it depends on where it goes with it. I'm completely unfamiliar with her, except that you've said that it was Luke's Padawan, Anakin's Padawan, or Anakin's Padawan. Okay, okay, interesting. Star Wars icons, Han Solo and ILM making Solo. I have to absolutely admit that I am a sucker for all things Behind making the of. Scenes, huh? Yeah. And so somewhere inside this making of Solo book, I'll glean something that I know I'll benefit from. Mm-hmm. In fact, it'll definitely help us inside of the building of the Solo perspective review that we'll absolutely. do. Absolutely. The other giant deep dives in the ILM are always kind of a candy store for me because again i'm going to learn something about people that work there or the habits and traditions of a business that has just propelled everything star wars Mm -hmm. master and apprentice another book that looks like it's going to feature qui-gon and obi-wan i have real interest knowing how that's going to pan out because of qui-gon's recent force faux pas from the actor Mm -hmm. liam neeson recently Mm -hmm. But it is coming out, and it will be here. Well, and if you look at the author on that, Claudia Gray, she did 
the Bloodline novel, okay. which was the the novel about Leia. Yeah. Very interesting. I Very sure well wish written. Leia would have been a stronger female force of heroism inside right. of inside of this <laughs> line right. of right. comic yeah. books but, and uh, movies. But that Bloodline <laughs> novel that she wrote was yeah. very interesting. Talked about Leia going back when the New Republic came about. Kind of got into the politics of the New Republic. Really? And I thought it was extremely interesting and well-written. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Uh, that could be, uh, in one of her next books, that could be a, a great novel. Star Wars Alien Archive. Species Guide. Again, I'm a total sucker for delivering details and information about things that mm-hmm. have been in on movie screens in front of us for mm-hmm. 40 years. Right, and you have no idea what that That we're only was. now finding out right. about. Right. And that's exactly what this is going to be. Something we talked about in the prelude also was, this reminds me very much of the Star Wars Universe Encyclopedia, or the uh, Marvel. Marvel Universe Encyclopedias, where they were white pages with drawings, not unlike what you see here. Mm-hmm. And it was dedicated to telling you more about each of these things that you've known for about for a long time, right. but knew nothing about for a right. long time. Right. And I love that. I love it. It's something that I'll definitely buy. Alphabet Squadron. Another book. Mm-hmm. And the graphic that we're able to see for this, I think, is always endearing because not just because it's Star Wars ships, mm-hmm. but uh, the diversity of Star Wars ships has always been one of the grand things right. that Star Wars fans can embrace themselves in. And those types of plots with uh, the different squadrons, the different fighter pilots, has been a big part of uh, a lot of the books too. Yeah, um, even uh, the games. characters yeah, yeah, like the video games, books yeah. and games. Uh, the you know character like uh, Wedge Antilles was a major character in some of the books. So uh, this could be this could be something good as well. Yeah. Thrawn Treason. This probably Another has my attention book, yeah. the most, huh? The most yeah. out of everything. Um, and it's by Timothy Zahn. Too, and it's by so, Timothy yeah. Zahn. And I can't tout him enough. Is there a reason that they don't go back to something like this, especially now that there's much lighter light inside of the stories of feature films? That's exactly my question. Why why wouldn't you take a look at some of this writing to go back and make a TV series or a movie? Mm. Because it would uh, it already has an audience, right? I mean, it, it's well, already tested. Audience. It's already yeah. proven. Yeah. I mean, it's what, what fans what, want. When was that written? Was that written after <clears throat> Jedi came out? Ninety one, I think, is when Era of the Empire. Yeah. Was from. It was early nineties. I remember so, that. And so, and it yeah. was. Uh, when were the prequels done? 99. 99. So it was after Return of the Jedi. And before the prequels. And yeah. before the prequels. And it really kept interest in mm. Star Wars. Very interesting. Well, and that's the total list that we've got. A bunch of great Star Wars things coming out. And we're wondering what you think of what's to come. 20 different Star Wars projects. Let us know what you think by going over to our website. That's twoguystalkingstarwars.com. Click anywhere on the right-hand side of the page. Fill out the quick web form and tell us what of this mega listing of stuff that we've talked about is your favorite and why. Until next time, I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. I'm Chris Giuseppe, your other host. And I'm Pat Doring, the other host. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this transmission. For more Force-filled episodes, visit our website at twoguystalkingstarwars.com. Thank you for listening.